Welcome to Girl Talk Goals Podcast. I'm Bree. And I'm Brooklyn. We're strong women, wives, mamas, and doers. Join us weekly for conversations on being the best version of yourself while keeping it real, having some laughs, juggling family, business, and a dress size that's not what it once was. Each week on this podcast, we're going to take you behind the scenes with goal getters that inspire us the most. Real life women whose dreams haven't died. We're no longer hoping and dreaming. We're doing. Join us for this crazy journey. Are you ready? And welcome back to Girl Talk Goals. I'm Brooklyn. And I'm Bree. And we are so glad you're listening today and you have tuned in because we have got some good information for you. So we like to go back and forth between giving you some great tangible advice and doing a little bit of story time and giving you our personal experiences. But today we're really going to dive in deep and talk about who you are and figuring out who you are. Girl, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we always like a little catchy title to everything. So this one is called Girl, Who Are You? So today's episode is going to be all about personality tests. So have you ever taken a personality test before now? Not until you had me take an Enneagram test. Yeah. So I have taken a personality. I've taken the color lens test before. So we are going to be talking about two different personality tests today, and both of them will be in the show notes so that you can take the test yourself if you haven't already done it before. But we're going to start by talking about the Enneagram test. And if you don't know what the Enneagram test is, it's basically a test that measures a person's personality. So it focuses on their habits and how they give their attention and their patterns on their thought processes. And it's really a way for you to help kind of dive into learning more about why someone else is the way they are too. So we thought that it would be a really great idea to talk about the personality test and tell you, you know, our numbers, Mm -hmm. help you figure out your numbers, and then possibly tie this really even into your everyday relationships. So that's not necessarily having to be a romantic relationship. This can be someone that maybe you have to deal with on the daily, like a boss, a coworker, your kids. So if you've got those teenagers that can can do this test You can take it as a family. You can take it as a family. You can take it as, if you are a leader in your work environment, you can have your employees take it and it kind of gives you, they say it's a little gift. That the Enneagram is thought of as self-discovery and you can create and sustain meaningful and lasting relationships with others, God and yourself. So it's kind of just a little gift to you so you can see the world from other people's perspectives. Right. You, It'll help you gain that understanding and that compassion that I feel like we all need a little bit more of. Life is hard. People are hard. People are messy. I think I say that a lot. Like we're messy. You're messy. Life is messy. (laughs) Life is messy. (laughs) So I feel like when you have a little bit more empathy and understanding on why people are the way they are, uh, it can help you out. So let's dive into the Enneagram. So we, like I said, uh, the Enneagram test will be in the notes in case you haven't taken it yourself. So definitely uh, make sure you take it. And we it want takes to, yeah. like five minutes. Yeah. Girl, like, you got to take it. It's so just easy. a scaled test. So it's not, 
a huge questionnaire. It's literally just questions and you go from one side of the scale to the other and you have to think about it in a total mindset. So Mm -hmm. I took the test twice actually. So before we get started, I took it once in the current mindset I'm in and it gave me a little bit different score. And then I took it another time in a more overall mindset of who I have been as a person and my overall ways. And that's how I would suggest you take it as your true authentic self, not as in the best version that you want to be of yourself, but your most true authentic self. Yeah, I th- that's a great point, Brie, because when I was looking up information about the Enneagram test, it said that your thought patterns can change throughout life, mm-hmm. but your personality is who you are. Mm-hmm. So when I asked Brie to do it and she gave me her numbers, I was like, really? And I think it was because you were thinking of it as your current thought process of being like a mom Mm -hmm. and we joke about being lead parents and things like that and not necessarily like your core of who I am who you are doing this don't think about who you have to be for your boss your spouse or your kiddos think about truly who you and you'll get the right numbers. I promise you. We actually, we did the Enneagram test um, with our church and we have a church family that we meet with like twice a month and there's like eight couples. And it was so funny to see these eight couples talk about this test and not, I think maybe one out of the eight couples were the same exact numbers. Just know that and that you're most likely going to be different than your spouse if you're married or if you have a significant other um, it's okay you're probably going to be different but it's also okay if you're the same number as your best friend because (laughs) shocker Bree and I are actually the same exact number so we'll dive into what we are so um, when you take the test you're going to get a main type and you're going to actually have what's called a wing and the wing is just you take that core number is your main type and a wing is just like what else you can be or the traits that you resemble but are not necessarily encompassing of you. So a type three is a successful achiever, which it sounds so cheesy. (laughs) And I promise we did not talk about this episode before starting this podcast. It was just, again, something we did at church. And I was like, oh gosh, we've got to do this. So um, uh, one of our little handouts that we will... Again, put in the notes for you so that you can kind of see your core fears, your core desires, the self-image that you give off, your core weaknesses, and a message that your heart kind of longs for depending on your type. We'll make sure that we get that to you. But for threes, so you can know a little bit more about your podcast BFFs we have a fear this is kind of this is a little intimate to tell them this this is intimate to tell them our score okay so uh, some fears and so wait first of all when you think of successful achiever you wouldn't really outright think that these fears are them but in order for a three to go after their goals and want to be goal-oriented and find acceptance in reaching their goals you have to have fears Yeah. So it's okay that every single one of these numbers does have fear the first time. If that is your number and you think, just take a step back and realize maybe it is more of you than you care to think of yourself at the moment. And these fears are really, standpoint are really going to help you understand. It really, really will. So when 
as being type threes, we fear failing. Competent, being inefficient, being exposed, um, and then also being unable to seem successful, which almost kind of sounds a little shallow, but if I'm being totally honest, that describes my core fears down to like the what do you think? Mine too. It's it's kind of strange that in a three we find acceptance and we wanna be found like worthwhile. Like in our partner, in our friendships, we just want to be valued so bad that we have all these fears in fear of not being valued. Yeah. And that's like she said. So one of the a big desire is being valued and admired and respected. And that's what makes them successful achievers. Because in order to achieve, you have to attain all of those things. You have to be, at, I, I feel like you have to be admired and you have to hit those kind of core areas in order to hit success. So it just, it goes into it. And what I found like that really spoke to me when I was looking at all of these Enneagrams is something down at the bottom where it told me, what does my heart long to hear? And if you're thinking about relationships, this is something to keep in mind when you're having that altercation happen and go, oh, they're a one or they're a nine. Let me let me go back and think about what they want to hear. And a three really wants to hear you are loved and you're valued for being yourself. You do not need to achieve my love, which could make me, if I was emotional, cry right now, <laughs> which we're going to talk about too. Another, another personality test, but we'll, we'll finish on the Enneagram. But I just think it's so cool that these tests can be so short and be so exact though. They're just so on point. And even if you take the test and then you go on Google and find out more, the more and more you research, the more you find the same answers. So it's not one of those tests where I went out there and I took the test, got the pamphlet, read the information. And I said, okay, I want to find more. Like is it's not like a daily horoscope where like mm-hmm. they're all different, right? It's the same information, which makes me feel that it has value that it has like that oomph and what it's saying. Mm-hmm. And I would want to trust it because it truly opened my eyes a lot. Right. And this test, just so you know, the little bit of history of it, it was founded in the early 1900s by a Chilean psychiatrist. So a psychiatrist is the one that studied this test and kind of made the model of the Enneagram. And any means nine gram is also just means diagram. So it's the nine diagrams of a personality. So that's the basis of it. So you can understand where it came from and why we wanted to talk about it is not so much just to tell you who we were, but to help you understand that by knowing who you are truly does help help pave the way for other relationships. So I obviously, Bree and I are so much alike. It doesn't shock me one bit that we're the same number. The cool thing is we do have different wings. Mm -hmm. And I think our wings come from the other personality test we'll talk about, which is the four lenses and how our emotional state is different at times. And then, but our cores are pretty much the the exact same. same. 
but I think it's important when you're dealing with everyday stressors, like your job, um, like we mentioned, those teenage kids. So I have a 20-year-old. I would love for him to sit down and take this test. Like, I'm actually going to make him do this. But I, I told my husband to take this test. We did it at church. And we found out that <laughs> we are each other's stressors and relaxers. So certain numbers can actually stress another number out. Mm-hmm. And other numbers can actually relax numbers. So in the Enneagram, I'm a number three. My husband is a six. And it just so happens that I am his relaxer. A three relaxes a six, which what is a six, Brie? Um, a, a six is a loyal guardian, a loyalist, loyalist. So a six is a loyalist. And, um, you can look down once you take your test and dive into, you know, who is who, but, um, he, a six is actually a threes stressor. And why that's important is that if we are having a disagreement or a hard patch, um, it's easy to be inside your own feelings in your own self and not really understand the other person's point of view and how they may be handling a situation and like digesting that situation in their own thought process. So with doing personality tests, it just kind of gives you that compassion and going, okay, I don't think like them. And personally, I think they're wrong, but I can understand why they would think that. So do you know what your husband Um, is? So he's a one and a nine. And so since I'm a three, I'm the achiever. And he is the mediator uh, peacemaker. (laughs) We laugh because we don't agree with either one of our husband's numbers. What their numbers are. (laughs) But again, we don't know the state of mind that they took it in. Right. right. So... Uh, like I said, I took the test twice. I got completely different results. I'll probably take it a third time and it will probably give me my true core results. I'm going to ask him to take it again. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but he is my relaxer. I'm a relaxer for him and he is my stressor. Is that what this says? Am I reading it right? I think so. Yeah. 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 There's a little chart and we'll, We'll post the chart on our Instagram so you can see it's very visual. I'm a super visual learner, so it's really easy to see, but it's great to see in relationships and specifically like romantic personal relationships or even a family relationship. So if you can get one of your close people in your life to take this, that you're in constant contact with, I think that it will help you a lot understanding when you do get into those arguments. And like you said, knowing truly what they want to hear in their heart and keeping that in the back of your mind, because it not only gives you that compassion, it gives you, I have a hard time giving compassion when in an argument, but I can understand empathy. Right. Which is such a good point. There's the same thing. Well, similar, but I can be empathetic to how he may see things. Right. And I, it's funny that we both said we kind of disagreed with what our husband said their numbers were because like at our church meeting, um, like four of the couples were like, she said she's a two, but that girl's a seven. So (laughs) it was just so funny how the couples were trying to tell each other what they were, but it's you, a lot of the times you tend to know your spouse more than they know yourself. Like Brie and I talk all the time. We're like, I feel like you know me more than I know, like my own self and that's that's true sometimes but you know what there's times where they shock you and if you really like look at the self-image part and their weaknesses it kind of can make sense 
So when I think about talking about this on our podcast and us being a goal oriented Mm -hmm. podcast, I was trying to figure out how can personalities really go into goal setting and how do I tie this into relationships? But in all reality, it means everything, who you are as a person and how you tick and how you contemplate different thought processes all go towards how you set and achieve goals. It is. It's true. And I think even looking at this, when it talks about your core weaknesses, that's where you can really take a step back. So ours is being discreet. We are not discreet people. But when you take a look at your weaknesses and know that they're there, you can start to recognize them more. Your weaknesses are what keeps you from achieving your goals. I agree. So that's the Enneagram test. Our goal, obviously, is for you guys to take this, share your numbers, let us know what you think, uh, if you think that the test was right or wrong, uh, if you have that significant other that is super important to you and you're around all the time, have them take it too and let us know if they stretch you out as well. (laughs) So the other test we wanted to talk about quickly is the color lens test or the four lenses personality test, which is something that was introduced to Brie and I through our business that we did. Um, And it's super, super business oriented. I think when you think of the color lenses, so it's just four simple colors that- It's also a very simple test to take. Yeah, Yeah. a couple minutes. They're not long, I promise. But they give you so much insight to who you are as a person. Again, how you go for goals, how you try to reach them, and then what stops you. And how you can overcome those. Right. And with the color lenses, I think it's also really about like how you tick. And so the color lenses are four different lenses. So you're either a blue, a orange, a green, or a gold. And so this is where Brie and I are very different because the color lens runs a lot off of emotion-based facts. So, but I also think it ties into the Enneagram of like, that's what you're closer to your wing is because your wing in the Enneagram test is more emotionally based. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the color lens, I'm a blue all the way. I am emotional as it comes. <laughs> so a blue, for example, is someone who leads with their heart, um, who's, who wears their emotions on their sleeve, is very sensitive, um, thinks about others' feelings too, kind of strays away from confrontation, is the one to back down from a conflict, things like that. So when you think of a blue, just think of like the, the movie, what is the movie, In and Out? And the what little movie? girl, you've never seen In and Out, no, or Inside that? Out, Inside Out. Oh my gosh, what's that? You've never seen Inside no, Out. We okay, can have well a now movie we need night. a movie day, and we've got to watch Inside Out. It's all okay, about I'm, the personalities. Oh, no, I've never seen it. And you're totally the blue one. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> but I also think like it's okay to be a blue. It's Absolutely. okay to be emotional. I embrace it. But I am. I will say like when I read it and I saw what I was. I am a little bit more confrontational, but I do back down from certain confrontations in my life. And like when I say emotional, it just, it also means that you're um, caring and compassionate and you would rather give than receive. Like all of those are blue traits. So it's it's okay to like cry at a commercial on TV as a blue. 
So that's Brie, and Brie has no other color. She's no. just blue. Just blue. <laughs> just um, blue. And then there is um, orange. So oranges are very energetic. They're spontaneous. They are not planners. They um, kind of have those like ADD traits to where they squirrel a lot. They can't, they don't really focus on that's tasks. My easily. partner is an orange. <laughs> and mine too. So Eddie's actually. Um, a blue orange so he has two colors. no mine He's, only has one color yeah. as well <laughs> one, we're funny. a one color kind of group so one color family um but yeah so it's it's interesting when people have traits of two colors okay so how of, does that work if they were to take the test and find out they had two colors so and it'll tell you um if you're like 90 percent one color okay. and then just 10 percent one or the other and then sometimes you're like 40 percent one color and 60 percent another color and that's how you know you carry traits of both so Eddie is uh, very emotional. Mm-hmm. He's very sensitive, uh, but he's also not a planner. Not he has no organizational skills. Kind of all of those things. Me, um, the other two colors are gold and green. So golds are very organized people. Um, they are very meticulous in how they do things. They're planners. They are not spontaneous. Like I need to know, like they're very punctual people. Um, She's so punctual. (laughs) It's like, I am like that worst pageant girl that they're like, what's your worst quality? You know, that question, what's your best and worst quality? I'm like, my best quality is this. And my worst quality is I'm just always overly on time. So I'm one of those annoying people that say, a good quality for a bad one, but I am, I can't be late. It bothers me when other people are late. If you make me late, you just, you need to run. So, but I am, I'm very punctual. Um, so I'm a, I'm a orange or gold. I like to plan things. I don't like to be surprised. Um, I like to know what's going on. And then the last color is green. So they're very analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, they need reasonings for things. Data like drives them. So, um, and that's also kind of me. I need a rhyme and a reason. and I need to know why and how. And um, yeah, so it's just, it's funny how in the Enneagram tests were very similar, but it's kind of based off of different things. And then the color lens test, like I don't have a ounce of blue in me. No, I don't think. No, you don't. <laughs> but that's okay. And I love you. And it's okay for people in your life to have these different lenses, have these different numbers. All it does is teach you about the people you surround yourself with. It doesn't mean oh my gosh, we're not the same color or we're not the same number. So we can't be together or it just, again, like it's important to know who you surround yourself with. It's important to have empathy towards others and understand that and give yourself a little empathy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And no, no number and no color is less than or greater than, cause I was reading that question in a couple different forums on what's the most popular Enneagram number. So the most uncommon number on the Enneagram is a number four. Okay. That's the most uncommon. Yeah. Uncommon. I feel like chivalry is dead besides the bachelor. So (laughs) that makes sense. And she thinks the bachelor is romantic. So it is really dead. (laughs) That just shows you how dead chivalry is. Just the date. (laughs) So that's the most uncommon one. And the most commons are six, sevens, and nines. So we fall into none of that, Brie. We're kind no. of in the middle. Um, and then on the a color loyal lens, guardian is six. Seven's the entertaining optimist, and nine is the peaceful mediator. So 
But in North America, so fours are the most uncommon and then six, sevens and nines kind of round out the top. Mm -hmm. So just know that when you take it. And then as far as the color lens, blues, blues are the most, but that That's makes That's surprising though. No, we live in a very emotional world. I think we live in a more instant gratification needed world than emotional. Mm. Look, look on social media. It's very emotional. <laughs> it is emotional. <laughs> but I think people post what they want others to see. So that's true. That, that makes sense. sense. The blue, because if you're putting out into the world, not just through like social, but putting out into the world and to others and the people that surround you. Yeah. Like their feelings, more emotions, they, more feelings. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, even in business, people talk about their feelings all the time versus data numbers, driving things. Right. So that's what I need. So yeah. Throw, throw me the numbers, please. <laughs> so we hope that you enjoy kind of just getting to know us a little more. That's our goal. Every single um, time that we sit down and chat with you is just open ourselves up a little more, connect with each one of our listeners on a level that we haven't before. And so now you know what our types are. We would love to know yours. And um, we'd also love to know your color lens. So yes. if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you give us a wonderful blue review just filled with love and affirmation and emotions <laughs> and positivity and you can do that on itunes and we would so appreciate a five-star review if you have any questions for us or want to know more information about the enneagram or color lens test you can send us an email at girltalkgoals at gmail.com or connect with us on instagram so like i said i'll make sure that we post this Enneagram chart so you can see very easily who is your stressor number, who is your relaxer number, and get to know all about your personality and all about the people in your lives' personality as well. All right. And we hope one last thing that you are kicking it on those last 90 days. We are enjoying so much all the positive feedback that we are getting about the last 90 days of goals challenge. If you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to episode four is not too late to join in. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye girls.